What is up, guys? Welcome to the third out. My name is Bryson French, and this is Noah Witzke here with me. Um, today is October the 18th, so playoff baseball is in full swing, and this is the first show that we've done since the playoffs have started. Um, both Noah and my team have been eliminated already from the playoffs, but hey, we've had some great baseball so far this month. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, nothing's better than uh, October baseball, Bryson. I mean, it's just been absolutely crazy. We've had a lot of upsets, uh, a lot of series that uh, are not not very many series have gone as expected, uh, at least this far. Not for my expectations. If you tuned into our last show, you know that my playoff predictions are basically entirely wrong to this point. I think I actually don't think I have a single team left in it. Yeah, I don't that, think I got a series right. And it's only the second game of the second round. Yeah, that is predictions, and that is how baseball works, guys. Any team, any day, and that's what I love about this sport. Um, So what we have for you guys today is we're going to jump through um, each series that has happened. Uh, Obviously, you guys probably keep up with it so you know what happened, but we're going to give a brief run-through, and then we're going to hit the team that got eliminated, what they need to do to focus on next season. So we're going to focus on that for a little while. And then we're going to look at the four teams remaining, uh, what they have to do to make it to the World Series and how their series are going right now. Um, It is currently about 9 o'clock, and the Red Sox and Astros are in full swing of Game 3, currently in the second inning. I have that over on the side there. Um, So to start out with, though, the first game of the playoffs was the Yankees at the Red Sox. Um, the home teams really came out strong, and the Red Sox offense has come out strong throughout the whole playoffs. Uh, Boston kind of the surprise for Noah and I. Um, they oh. beat up Bull, but yeah, yeah, not, yeah knocked, it knocked him out in the third inning. He pitched from one, two and one third. Yeah, so as soon as you as soon that first inning, you knew who was going to win that game. I mean, he gave up three base hits and extra base hits in the first inning. First time in his career that's happened. Yeah, so Boston take care of the Yankees pretty easily there. That one hurt. Uh, yeah, a, what New York's got to do is they got to get some, got to get some pitching, and they got to get some defense and a little bit more athletic. They spend all this money on power hitting, and then they lead the league in strikeouts. So, yeah, the Yankees trying to ahead of the times, you know, in the bomb era. But they need some pitching, especially in that division, too. Um, a lot of offense in that division. And we see Tampa, the team with the pitching, was the one that came out on top. Yeah. Um, that's the way to yeah. go there. That's, that's their focus in the offseason, I think. Has to be. That moves us to the Cardinals at the Dodgers. Um, like I said, the home teams took the wild card. The Dodgers with the walk-off home run, uh, Chris Taylor. Um the pitching staffs of both teams were very impressive throughout that game. Uh, the Cardinals failed to capitalize with runners left on base a lot. Um, a lot of the, the, the uh, star hitters for the Cardinals even left runners on base, and that's not what they wanted to see. Um, they had plenty of opportunities. Um, but the Cardinals going forward, um, their biggest need is offensive pieces. I know there was a lot of talk with the, you know, the struggles of the pitching throughout the year, but that's, I think, more so health than actually like adding players to the roster. Um, mm-hmm. So they're going to – I think the pitching staff there in St. Louis will get healthier next season, so that will be good for them. But they do need to add offense 
it it heated up when they got on that win streak. They were scoring runs. They were doing well. But yeah, I'm not I'm not as worried about the pitching staff as they will get healthy. Um, obviously, the big thing in the news right now with the Cardinals is Mike Schilt is gone, and the question is now who will be their manager? Uh, and now, now looking to find a new one. Yeah, that's going to be very important on the direction the team's going to. Is who they hire? Exactly. Yeah, you know, are they going to move in the direction like this is this is the opportunity they have to move into, you know, a more forward stance like, you know, Tampa Bay. Do they want to be that kind of pitching staff? Um, I think they're really in a position to where they may think a transition. But the Cardinals are such a traditional organization in the way they do things. Um, you know, they're, they're, they may, they'll probably find a manager who will stick to, you know, his guns and the old way of baseball. Because uh, that's kind of how the Cardinals tend to do things and do things. I think finding the right manager who values the same thing, things that the Cardinals do, um, both on the pitching staff, pitching staff, one of the things that the Cardinals way is um, pitchers get ground balls. Uh, it's not so much about the strikeouts and, you know, the things you see in the rest of the league, but the Cardinals pitching staff always goes for pitch to contact. You see Adam Wainwright do it. You see so many of those pitchers work that two seam fastball that can produce ground balls. Um, so you got to find a manager that likes that. Um, you also have to find a manager that can work with the hitters they have. Cardinals always recruit players and um, draft players who get deep into counts. So, yeah, just finding a manager that can really work well with the way the Cardinals build a team. That's a big thing for them. I said you're a more Cardinals guy than I am, so I, I don't have much to add on to that. But do you have any uh... – any uh, guys in mind that you think the Cardinals are going to go after? I saw a list the other day. Um, there was a significant amount of guys that had come through uh, the Cardinals organization, um, either as players or as coaches. Um, the one person that was not on the list was Bob Melvin, the former Oakland Athletics manager. Leafy was also the only one on the list with managerial experience. He was a big name. But we had, like, you know, the Cardinals bench coach, of course. Um, I believe. Yeah, other, a lot of, you know, yeah, a lot of in-house guys. Yeah. Um, I believe, like, Skip Schumacher, like, um, Matt Holliday were in there, too, because they're, they're in different organizations coaching at the little lower levels. But, you know, obviously big Cardinals players know the organization. Mm-hmm. Out of those guys, I couldn't really give you one that's the best fit. You know, Melvin obviously having the experience would be nice to see. You know, maybe with the way Oakland does things, maybe he could catch on. But yeah, I, th- I think uh, our bench coach would probably be a good option. But then again, you don't want them to make the same mistakes that um, that Schilt was making. And if yeah. they were under, probably going to do that. So yeah, exactly. It'll probably be best to go not in-house for for this hire. Uh, it'd be interesting to see uh, if they do what the Cubs did and right out of retirement, they hire somebody that was on the team, maybe like Albert Pujols or someone who said this is their last year. That'd be interesting. That would be, and I actually hadn't thought of that, but, I mean, you have Yadier Molina, who's retiring at the end of this year. Yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I thought next yeah. year was possibly his last year. That would, yeah. Next think, year is – Yeah, that's cool. That would, yeah. that would be very interesting. 
Yeah. So, I mean, they'd have to find a manager for one year, but yeah, you mentioned Albert Pujols as well. That would be, that'd be massive. So that moves us to the uh, White Sox at the Astros. I thought the White Sox had a chance. Um, The experience proved very different. Uh, They just were not experienced enough. And the Astros proved why they won a world series a couple of years ago. Um, White Sox, I think it came down to the pitching staff for them. They couldn't stop the Astros offense. Um, they gave up oh, yeah. six nine runs, six runs, and ten runs in the four games they played. That's absolutely terrible. Um, yes, and we we were uh, talking about how good their pitching staff was all year. Exactly, and then, you know those starters kind of let them down, but it was just a compilation of like no, none of the pitching staff could get it together and do anything right. Uh, uh, I mean, those Astros were just hot all four yeah. games. And you do look at how the Astros are still playing right now against Boston. Astros are just an amazing offense. Yeah. There might be the best offense left. Yeah. Them and the Red Sox are scoring a lot of runs right now. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, like I said, the White Sox are talented. Yeah. But they've been consistent all year. They'll, you know, like they'll score one run, score 10 runs, score one run, score 10 runs. And the same thing has been on the pitching staff side. Know, give up 10 runs, give up one run, you know. Um, yeah. So playing together, I think, is the mm-hmm. biggest thing for that. Consistency. Yep. And the consistency in the lineup will develop consistency in the game and in the record. So I think that's what will happen for them. But they're not going to always have the privilege of playing in a division as weak as what they did this year. Yeah. I mean, those teams are only going to get better. I mean. Yeah. Well, we kind of expected some of those teams to compete. We expected Cleveland to compete. We expected mm-hmm. the Twins to compete. And then it kind of just, you know, you know, Lindor left and then the Twins sold everything. So yeah, maybe the White Sox will have a year or two of freedom. It's maybe. not going to last very long, though. It looked good, though. So White Sox need to get together. Obviously, they're the most talented in the in their division. So they just got to get the chemistry together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, maybe yeah. add a pitcher. Um, mm-hmm. I think youth in the pitching staff, though, would be big. Um, they have three great starters. The fourth and fifth starters, you know, they're, they're older guys. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't really need to do a whole lot besides just, you know, get innings in together, play games together. You know, all those mistakes that they're making just comes with uh, with consistency and just more time on the field. Absolutely. So that moves us to the Boston Red Sox at the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Tampa was supposed to be uh, reliant on their pitching staff, but besides work. the shutout game one, it, yeah, it didn't work. They gave up 14 runs, six runs, and six runs. My question is, do you think this was more – Boston's offense is amazing right now, or Tampa's pitching staff maybe had some trouble with a divisional opponent who's seen them a bunch. I think it's a mix of both. That and they, uh, the Rays had three rookies in the rotation for that series. So I think that the mix of those three had something to do with it. But I mean, Boston's just absolutely crushing the ball right now. I mean, 14, 6, 6, and the amount of runs they're putting up now. I mean, I think it's just – I mean, no pitching staff's going to stop Boston the way they're hitting the ball right now. 
Yeah, I was impressed with Tampa's offense though in this yeah. series. They scored they scored five runs, six runs, four runs, and five runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they hit the ball very well. Yeah. Which I thought it was going to be the exact opposite. I did not think the pitching staff was going to be able to let them down here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all knew they didn't have what it took though to get that far, but it, it was surprising that it was Boston. Yeah, I thought they'd get at least to the championship series. Yeah. I didn't think so. Boston. Yeah. So, you know, the question is, you know, now what do they need to improve in the offseason? Um, obviously, coming into this playoffs, you know, we would have said, you know, they had the best pitching staff in the league. They have no problem bringing up guys who can pitch. So offense is their need. But then we see in this series, it wasn't the offense that was the problem. So how do they address that going forward? Yeah, I mean, they just got to get some offense. Yeah. Uh, yeah but, I mean, like you said, that showed up in the playoffs. So, I mean, it's – I don't – I mean, their pitchers just got to show up. Yeah. But I think the pitchers didn't show up, but at the same time, the offense is still more concerning despite those four yeah. games. Yeah, I mean you can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't look at those four playoff games and ignore the rest of the season. Like, oh no, their offense is fine. No, they need. They need a few more pieces. They need some younger hitters. Um, there's some guys going on the market that they should probably go after. Guys like Rizzo or Carrera for the Astros going to hit the market. Uh, probably should go after both of those guys just to get some offense in the lineup. Yeah. It would be interesting to keep an eye on them. They're not big hitters. They don't spend a lot of money in the market. So guys like that, you know, it would be interesting if they made a big splash. But it's also like, you know, you can still make your offense better by getting, you know, just above average players. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that may need to be their solution, but there's got to be something. It can't be yeah. a because you yeah. made the World Series last year and you lost and you didn't even make it out of the first round this year. Something's yeah. got to change. I mean, they have the lowest payroll in the MLB. So, I mean, they have the money to spend uh, to go get a big-name big, big name guy, you know, just maybe to attract other free agents. Uh, I mean, ah, Tampa's not a bad uh, area to live in. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why they have a hard time getting free agents to go down there. I mean, their uh, their stadium kind of sucks, but I mean, the total amount of money that they have as an, as an organization, though, it can be difficult in that too. Yes, yeah, but I mean, get so, get big um, name guys down there. You sell tickets. Everything they else gave up Tommy Pham. Yeah, they gave up Tommy Pham, which I didn't like. Give away Tony Snell. Yeah, they need guys like him though, offensively. Yeah, like Pham. Um, I think that's a good fit for like skill level, like guys that produce above average do really well, but aren't going to take up a lot of money. I think mm-hmm. that was a smart move for them. They need to find more guys like him. Mm-hmm. Moving in. Yeah. yeah. They definitely need to find a, not cheaper guys, but solid guys that can, uh, not, not the most expensive ones market each time. Yeah. That moves us now to the Braves at the Brewers. Uh, I would say a shocking series, but it really wasn't. Despite me having the Brewers winning it, it turned out about the way I expected. Because um, the Brewers' offense really needs help. Uh, the, the offense for the Brewers was absolutely terrible, and I thought they could sneak past the Braves with that offense. 
but I knew the offense wasn't going to let him get far. Um, the, the pitching staff really carried this well, the series as a whole for both mm-hmm. teams. I was going to say it, was, it carried the Brewers, but it, both teams. Um, but the Brewers only scored two runs uh, in the first, what was it, three games. Yeah, three games. Yeah. So they scored two runs the first game and then got shut out the second and third. Um, Braves pitching staff is really impressive. Um, and Jock Peterson uh, was basically the difference in the series. Uh, it was uh, offensive, you know, standstill for both teams, mm-hmm. really. But, yeah, I mean, I, I still consider the Brewers to be the Rays of the National League. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Out of this world. Obviously, they're more traditional, like, you know, structure-wise with, like, starters and, like, a full-fledged bullpen. But, yeah, we know this. The Brewers pitching staff is great. Mm-hmm. Offense, how do you help that offense, though? I mean, I mean, Yelich has to get back to his form. That'll help out a lot. Um, I mean, they he ended the season on a strike three looking that was right down the pipe. I mean, that's that can't happen. Uh yeah, so he'll his health and his his play will help their offense a lot. And then maybe they just probably just need to get another DH piece or something. Uh Yeah, they have yeah. a lot of solid players yeah. that are middle. Yeah. So like it's not like they're weak at yeah. so and so. But they're not great at that position. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you said it Yellish has to step up. Kane also needs to step up, I believe. Mm-hmm. Jackie Bradley Jr. they went out and got and he, you know, didn't perform so they could use him doing something. Or, you know, maybe let some of these guys go. Open up spots for other people to come through. Um, like they they have their biggest performers are not stars, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. fine. But you need somebody that can produce at a high level, and nobody's producing at a high level. Yeah, exactly. Like their top producers are putting up the production of you know what should be your third, fourth best producers on a team. So that that's the trouble there, Milwaukee. Um, easy to acknowledge that problem hard to address that problem though um but i think it i think it's a good free agent market coming in so yeah this is this year's a great year for free agents so they should be able to be able to get at least one guy to help their offense out that loses the battle in the nl west dodgers and giants This was a yeah. that was a great series to watch. It really was. I mean, I think was, this one. Yeah, it was as probably, exciting as the series could be. Yeah, it was probably the best. It was probably the best series out of the out of the ones we listed off so far. But uh, Dodgers uh, were boomer bust the whole way. Yeah, uh, they got shut out, or they scored a lot of runs in those first four games, and then in that last game. Obviously, another one-run game, close call. Um, I yeah, I don't know if it came down more to the Dodgers' offense being inconsistent or the Giants' pitching staff being inconsistent and in giving up those runs. Yeah, I think it was a little bit of both. 
But, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, two I mean, bad games though. They gave up nine runs in game two and seven runs in game four. Yeah, and, and then they did amazing on the pitching staff side. Yeah, and then their offenses didn't show up for those two games at all. No, but yeah, I mean those would have been slugfests. And then they the games they won were both shutouts mm-hmm. on the pitching staff side. So very reliant on that pitching. Obviously, they can do well offensively. Hit a lot of home runs. Yeah, I don't want to say their offense let them down, but it did in the last game, really. Yeah. Tough way to go out on that check swing, though. That, that was a horrible call. I just like to point that out there. That might have that was awful. It wasn't even close. Yeah. Um, the big thing, too, though, to consider is the Giants offense scored four runs in the first game. They didn't they did not score more than two runs in any game after that, though. So yeah, the offense that- I guess the offense did put them down if you look at it that way. Um, yeah, but it's their offense really isn't that concerning. I mean, they have all these pieces. I mean, you got Crawford and Bryant and Posey was hitting the ball really well. I mean, you have a bunch of guys. Um, yeah, so the, the, like looking at the Giants going into the offseason, um, they have to reflect on the fact that they had an incredible run of a year, um, having the best – team in the league, best record in the league. It's quite an accomplishment, especially considering nobody considered them to make that run. Nobody considered them even make the playoffs. Everybody assumed they were going to be the worst team in the league. Yeah. I mean, they were so, given, what, like a 1.9% chance to make the playoffs to start the season, yeah. something like that. Exactly. So, I mean, you look at that and you consider, you know, do you actually expect them to do this again next year? I like as if you're their manager, if you're their GM, you're looking at what kind of moves, what he wants to do with the team. What do you make decision wise? Um, And I really think you're in a great position to do like really what the Cardinals do every year is you are in a position to compete now, but also set up your future. So obviously they've proved that this pitching staff can compete. So you got to keep, you got to keep the pitching staff level the same. Um, whether yeah. that's you know making sure you bring in pieces to equate the ones that are leaving, but also the big thing focus wise is not bringing in new offensive pieces, but bringing in pieces that'll back up and come into play as some of these guys get older. Yes, I mean you have to look at it like Brandon Belt's old, Buster Posey's old, um, Crawford's old. Mm-hmm. Those guys yeah. right there. You want to like now is the time to get a young guy, your system who can come in and back them up. And that way, when they leave, you have another great player to come in and your team has no gap. You don't have to drop off. You don't have to rebuild or anything. You can go from where you were this year to next year, having another great year. And then maybe Posey retires and then boom, the year after that, you have his replacement and you don't have to rebuild it. And so the Giants are in a great position to set themselves up that way right now, I think. Yeah, I mean, they got – they're not bad and, and they're not really weak in any holes. They just, you know, get – find their replacement, keep it there, whether that's trading, you know, farm pieces for those guys or they're in the farm system now or if it's just signing free agents like that. I mean, and I would love to see them keep Chris Bryant or sign another free agent along mm-hmm. with Chris Bryant. I think that's a great fit for them. Yeah, and you. 
I, I'm pretty sure they have a low payroll. I don't know where they yeah. sit on the payroll list. I don't think it's very high, or I don't think they're in like the top half, but I don't think it's low. But yeah, Chris Brown has to be a priority for them. If not the top, it's got to be top two. I don't know what else would be above pre-signing him though. Yeah. So that is um, trying to pull up the payrolls here, but I won't pull up at the moment. Um, yeah, let's see. Twenty twenty one. The let's see Cardinals are sixth. Wow. They are way down here. They're sixteenth. Hmm. Which one are you so, looking at? What are you looking at? I just found this. Uh, it was sport. It was a uh, bet MGM, and they were tenth. Really? Okay. Yeah, this was updated. Oh yeah, that's probably that one's probably more more right. Anyway, point being is they're not in top ten, or they're at top ten level or below. You can't, you know, do, you know, as much as, you know, maybe some of those low ballers can, but, you know, you can get Bryant back and another solid piece with that, mm-hmm. I think, along with developing the young guys. Um, they have to be strategic about it, and the Giants are a great organization. They really know how to do that. Um, I trust them going forward. So that's all the teams that have been eliminated, um, and that will move us into – the series we have going on right now. And we'll start with the American League. There is a game going on right now. The series is tied a game apiece at the exact moment we are speaking. But um, the Red Sox are up 9-0 in the end of the third third inning of game three right now. Uh, Red Sox looking very strong at home. But yeah. offense, man, for both of these teams – I mean, game one, the final score was four to five. Game two, game, the final score was nine to four. So, like, so many runs between these teams. We already got nine runs in the third inning here, game three. Yeah, I mean, there's just no pitching whatsoever in this game. And they're just, yeah. like, lobbing it in there. But, I mean, you look at these lineups up and down, and you I mean, can see. Yeah. Yeah, Astros are just loaded offensively. Yeah. And so are, I mean, the Red, the Red Sox, too. I mean, you have J.D. Martinez, you know, I think I kind of forgot about him a lot this season. Obviously, we know Devers and Bogarts have been performing. Um, Hernandez has been great uh, in the playoffs, especially. Yeah, but he has late. more home runs than strikeouts. I believe before before he hopped on the pod, he had five home runs in the playoffs and four strikeouts. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, like, forget a team like this has J.D. Martinez halfway down their lineup. It's like really, really impressive. Uh, I two of the best lineups in the league. Obviously, we know the the Blue Jays are in that conversation, but mm-hmm. in the playoffs, man, this this is so much fun to watch. If you are a fan of uh, offense, yeah, you're, those big home runs, you're, it's just explosive, man. It's awesome. Um, so it's currently a split. Red Sox up big though in Game Three. At, at the moment that we are speaking, um, Hernandez going off, Devers going off, leading the way offensively. Uh, the Astros, on the other hand, same deal, just like everyone's stepping up, everyone gets hits. Um, 
they're really exciting games to watch. Mm-hmm. What yeah. do you think is the key for each of these teams winning? First off, for the Red Sox, what do you think is the key for the Red Sox winning this and winning the World Series? I mean, they just got to keep hitting the ball they're hitting, the way they're hitting it. I mean, yeah, both, yeah I mean, this is how they're they're hitting the ball when they were, you know, winning the division or not winning it, winning the division, but you know, coming close to the division, and then all of a sudden their offense just dropped off. They're the, you know, the last since the All Star break. It seemed nah, maybe not quite that long, but the last month and a half, two months of the season. I mean, their offense just wasn't there. I mean, that's why both of us just thought I mean, they weren't going to do anything. They were just going to keep falling down the line and not even make the playoffs. But, I mean, as long as they keep hitting the ball like this, uh, I think they should be fine there. Pitching, yeah. you know, maybe a little bit better, you know. But, yeah. I mean, they I mean, they're giving up four or five runs a game. Yeah. But they're all scoring nine-plus runs a game. Yeah, exactly. That's Yeah. So, it's hard to lose at that rate. Yeah, for sure. Um, Astros, again, very similar story these two teams have done it the same way, you know, um, Astros scored so many runs against the White Sox. Um, but, the, yeah, the, the Astros did serve up two one-run games to the White Sox, though. Yeah, but the key to winning, though, for the Astros is just about the same. Um, if they want to sneak past the National League team, though, I think either one of these is going to have to step up with the pitching. Yeah, like, for sure. Especially yeah, with, the, with, with the pitching I, the NL has. Yeah. I don't know that you can rely on scoring that many runs against the National League team. Again, colder weather is coming. Believe it or not, it's like it's 57 degrees here right now. Colder yeah, weather yes. is coming, and that's going to make it hard in the playoffs, even mm-hmm. if you're playing in Los Angeles. Um, the ball's not going to fly the same way. Um. If it, if it ends up being, you know, Houston and the Dodgers, then you can still score a lot of runs. But if it's Red Sox, Braves, it's going to be cold. Yeah, it's going to be. I mean, those in Atlanta and Boston, it's going to get chilly, especially with them being night games. Yeah, they're not going to be able to hit the ball as far as what they're hitting it now, not even close. That's going to make it hard, and they're going to need pitching to step up if mm-hmm. that's the case there. So that is the keys, you know, for both those teams, obviously playing the way they've been playing. Um, Braves and the Dodgers, though, a very different story because this is pitching. This yeah. is pitching and boom, walk-offs. Braves with two walk-offs right now, and the Braves are up in the series two games to zero going into Los Angeles. The game will be tomorrow on Tuesday. This is a great duel so far. Um, this, is, this is real baseball. This is postseason baseball. Um, don't count out the Braves just because of their record. I mean, the pitching staff is stepping up, and the offense really – Gets gets it done when it matters. Um, Austin Riley has stepped up this series. So we mentioned mm-hmm. it was Jock Peterson last series, but Austin Riley with the walk off uh, in night one has been the big bat there. Yeah, and then Peterson with the home run last night as well. So, yeah. yep. So they had two walk offs. <sighs> oh yeah, it's crazy. Massive, but. Um, yeah, I mean, the Dodgers at home got to get it together. Uh, we know they have the pitching staff, the bullpen. The bullpen is good, but, I mean, they're just giving up at the wrong moment. Um, yeah. 
But depending on who out who you have out there too on the mound, I mean the starters are gonna could go seven innings. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's just those last two, couple innings they gotta control. The problem is the starters are walking out of the game in a tie game. That's very you know, true. Yeah. You know, it's hard. You know, these two run games. You know, your starter walks out and it's two to two. Last night was a little different. Sure, they walked out, and I believe it was four to four when he left. Mm-hmm. Like that was a lot for Scherzer to give up, but still, like four runs isn't a, that much. Yeah, especially when your offense is put up four. I mean, it's not yeah. unmanageable. Exactly, and they were scored in two run gaps too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the keys for these teams to win. I mean, they're playing the exact opposite way. They're not nearly as explosive as the Red Sox and Astros right now. I would be really worried about either of these offenses going up against the American League offenses. At the same time, though, yeah, I don't, I don't like the National League odds here, just because of the fact that they have no offensive production coming in. Mm-hmm. The American League is going to come in with hot bats, and yes, these are great pitchers, but you're, the American League is going to score runs. Yeah, the National right. League doesn't look like they're going to score runs. I mean, there's scoring four or five runs a game at on the same time that the American league is scoring, you know, nine runs a game. Um, so many, so many two and three run games, one, two run games. Like the American league doesn't have anything down there. American league scoring four or five at, at their low points. So yeah. that mm-hmm. it, that would be concerning for either of these teams. They're going to have to figure out some consistent offensive production like the Braves have one guy step up a series, one guy step up a night. You're going to need more than that. You're going to need the whole, like American league has the whole lineup stepping up. Mm-hmm. So you got, you need to see that production all the way across the board for them. Yeah. And that's not, not looking like that's going to happen right now with the national league. I mean, it's just been yeah. pitching, pitching, pitching pretty much the whole time. I mean, absolutely. Any any series you look at, I mean, that's what you're gonna what you're gonna come down to. Yeah, I mean, Brewers Braves pitching, uh, Dodgers Giants pitching, the series pitching, the the wild card pitching. I mean, exactly. Yep. So I the Red Sox, the Astros, they have pitching. Mm-hmm. They may give up one or two more runs than what these National League teams are giving up. So. Maybe a little bit of room for more offensive production from the National League. But I don't see these – even these great pitching staffs are going to have a hard time stopping an offense that's great. And I think that it's really going to take some willpower to stop that. Yeah. I'm not I saying mean, – Yeah, it's definitely going to take some uh, some pitchers down there. I mean yeah. – yeah. I don't know if I don't know if the Braves has the pitching staff to do that if they end up making it past the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean it's going to be close. I mean I think the Dodgers have it, but I mean the Dodgers are also down too low. Exactly, the Dodgers haven't got the job done yet. No. Yeah, I think offensively, both the Braves and the Dodgers are very good offensively, mm-hmm. especially the way the Braves are playing. But like I said, it's just you have one or two guys step up a night rather than Americanly, you have everybody stepping up every night. Yeah. And so, yeah, moving into the World Series, they have to get it clicking all together. I would like to see 
whoever wins this series in the National League, I would like to see them score four or five runs in the last two, three games, if not more, mm-hmm. just to get some offensive production rolling, get production from every guy in your lineup going into the World Series, and then I'd feel a lot better about the National League odds. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to feel – I mean, the series or the way they're playing right now, four or five runs, and they'll have – I mean, last game with four or five runs, and that was the most they've scored in a, in a few games. I mean, yeah, they're, they're going to score more than that. Uh, if they want either team to have a shot there at the World Series. But, yeah, you got to see it more than just in the World Series to feel comfortable about it, though. All righty, guys, that is the way we feel about these uh, two series going into the World Series, these championship series. Um, Let's see, today is Tuesday – or, excuse me, today is Monday. Um, tomorrow we will have both teams going out in game four for the American League, game three for the National League. So we will come back at you guys with another podcast before the World Series begins. Uh, bro, this is so exciting. So much baseball. This is great baseball. Um, yeah, we love watching it. We know you guys love watching it. So can't wait to talk to you guys later. This is Bryson French. He's Noah Whiskey. Thank you for tuning into the third out.